You're listening to The College Loop, your number one podcast for Auburn sports, talking all things orange and blue every Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday. On today's installment of The College Loop, we've got a jam-packed Tuesday show, one of the busier Tuesdays we've had in a while. Auburn football, Yahtzee, another DB, is headed to this Auburn Tigers DB room. We're going to talk about the state of that defensive back room in comparison to the rest of the SEC. Talk about Janai Broom and his cryptic tweets. Is he coming back to the Plains? Is he going to stay in the NBA draft? Who's to say? We'll talk Auburn baseball. They're taking on Missouri, and they just swept Missouri, so we'll see how that goes in the first round, and we'll preview that of the SEC tournament. And last but certainly, certainly not least, Brie Ellis has entered the transfer portal. We'll take a look at her tenure and her legacy. She leaves at Auburn. And we've got all this and more right here on the College Loop. What's up, everybody? And welcome in to the College Loop, episode 60. Who knows what of the College Loop? I'm not the countdown count up guy. That is Dylan. As you can see, Dylan Lark missing his first ever show. So the College Loop's golden boy is no longer. It is Harrison Tarr, joined today by my partner in crime for the afternoon, Mr. Colin Byersdorf. Colin, how you doing today, my man? I'm doing good. Um, I can't be no replacement for Dylan, but I will sure as hell try. <laughs> I know you will. You're and you're gonna you're gonna do a damn good job of it. I'm really really excited. So for those of you that are are familiar with the show, we usually start with football. I'm gonna throw Colin a curve curveball here. Here's our here's our intern. Dylan's not here to tell me to do otherwise, and I think Dylan would do the same thing. We'll start with softball. And the biggest news of today is Auburn star first baseman and slugger Bree Ellis has entered the transfer portal. I want to just take. Take a second, Colin, and I want to look back, and I promise you're going to get to talk this show, but I'm going to I'm going to ramble for a second here, so you just need to bear with me. Go crazy. I'm just going to look back at her career at Auburn and, and her legacy. Broke the freshman home run record, had 20 home runs in her first season. She's a career 288 hitter and 34 combined home runs. She's officially into the transfer portal. There should be programs of the likes of Oklahoma looking to add her to their roster. And – a lot of a lot of Auburn fans are going to be very upset about this, and are already are very upset about this, Colin. And 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 I know that they're not upset with Bree; they're just disappointed because this is, quite frankly, a generational talent that that has come through this program. And I wanted to take a second, and 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 I know Dylan's going to kill me for not leading with football. Our viewer numbers are going to go down. I really don't give a shit, man. The Ellis family has been so damn good to this podcast. Um, and Colin, this is this has been a thing since the loop has been around. You're, you're familiar. Um, with how how good the Ellis family have been to us, and and how much fun it has been for them to really welcome us into their into their bubble, into their circle, and, and invite us into their their home away from home, into their softball family, and and really show us how we can help grow the game. And and, and there's been no better example of growing the game than number seventy seven, Bree Ellis, and. I, I felt really inclined to lead off with this one, man. Um, I, I don't speak a ton in, in, in I guess, poetry, uh, but Brie Ellis's legacy beyond the just staggering numbers that, that she produced while she was at Auburn. And like I said, there are going to be a ton of very, very good softball programs that are going to come knocking on her door. For those of you who listened to her her interview with us and our first interview with an athlete, she mentioned that Texas A&M did not want her out of high school. I bet they want her now. <laughs> there she's going to have her choice but i just wanted to just put it out there this is kind of all we're going to talk about and in, in, in regards to the brie ellis transfer news thank you to the ellis family not just to brie but but to emily um to to, to mama ellis to molly um and and to and to, and to dad uh, to, the, to their dad who who give given us tons of great twitter banner 
and and have been so interactive and so supportive of this startup. You had three dudes that had no idea what the hell they were doing, and you bought in. And and let me tell you how much that means to me, how much that means to us here at the College Loop. I hate Dylan and Daniel can't be on today's show um, because this is this is a special connection we had with with the Ellis family, and and something that I will never forget and I will cherish forever. Bree, we will be fans of yours forever. For those of you who are going to hit me in the comments and call me a fanboy, call me creepy, say I'm trying to riz up Bree, that's just so far off. I don't know what the hell your brain's about. I'm just super proud of this family and for what they've done at my alma mater. And, and, and I'm just forever great, grateful. And I, and I hate that she's not a, a, a tiger for life. She is a tiger for life, but I hate she's not a tiger for her whole, her whole career. But Auburn fans should be thankful of all the memories and all those, oh my gosh, moonshot home runs. <laughs> the, 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 the Brie provided us and, and the great memes that, that Emily provided us and Mama Ellis being audibly audibly cheering on the tigers on the broadcast i mean i could pick out molly ellis's voice <laughs> colin in just about any circumstance on the espn broadcast because she was that that heart and soul and had nicknames for every every player i could go on and on um all this to conclude thank you 77 thank you so much and you're, you're, you can say thank you too colin i don't, I don't want to cut you off i mean yeah i, I appreciate brie ellis i obviously don't have the the same relationship that you have with her but like i said i think that She's probably top 15. Like when I think of Auburn athletes on campus right now, I think of Brie Ellis. Like she's the face of our softball team, her and Maddie Penta. I feel like they've really grown that game. You know, softball has been going up and up and up this season. I think a lot more people have become more interested in it. I think that's uh, in a large part because of Brie Ellis. So she's done a lot for for Auburn and Auburn softball. 100%. And softball uh, is better now than when she left Auburn softball better than she found it. Uh, so. For sure. So certainly be thankful for that. Let's go over to the gridiron and get, get football closer to the top because if I go another couple minutes, Dylan might get on and murder me for – actually, I, I think he would be on my side here. I think he would have also wanted to lead with with uh, Brie Ellis. I'm speaking about Dylan like he's dead. He's just on a car ride. But, <laughs> Colin, let's get into the nitty-gritty. So we had another Yahtzee. As soon as Dylan and I finished recording last night, go figure, right? Because that's how the world works. Whenever the college loop recording light is on, the the recruits are ready to come in. No matter how long we're waiting them out and playing the waiting game to see who's going to, who, if they're going to commit today or if they're just going to bite the bullet and go tomorrow. And it's always as soon as we hit the record button. So Auburn picks up the commitment of defensive uh, three-star cornerback uh, out of New Mexico State, Cyrus Dumas. Uh, I don't. I guess that's what I'm going to go with, and we're we're just gonna we're gonna go with Cyrus for sure. I do this a lot, you know me, Colin. Yeah, no, I think you got it though. I I I, I th- I'm going to pretend like I did at least. Thirty-eight Stay solo tackles. <laughs> Thirty-eight solo tackles, two picks, three pass deflections, just in 2022. All WAC defensive team in 2022. I have a question for you, Colin. Yes. Does Auburn have the deep, deepest defensive back room in the SEC? I think there's an argument. Uh I think there certainly is. I can't off the top of my head name a team that goes deeper than we do. Like, it, if you have someone in your mind, I would like to hear it because I, I don't. I think there's the inherent argument of Georgia right now um, because I, I, I do think that they are deeper than even Alabama at a lot of positions. I think they're probably top to bottom roster, the deepest that we've most, seen in a long time. Most complete and deepest that we've seen since those truly great Alabama years. Um, yes. that, 2020 te- that 2020 team comes to mind. That Alabama team is crazy. But, I mean, dude, when you start naming off guys that could play like right now, I mean, it starts with Nehemiah Pritchett, DJ James, uh, Kyan Lee. I mean, th- this list is just is just ridiculously long. And then, and then you're adding more DBs. Look. 
I'm not saying that Auburn needs to stop adding talent. That's just not the position I thought that Auburn would add talent in. <laughs> no, it certainly isn't. But I, I do believe, especially with a position like DB, I think the more competition, the better. I think it's very much iron sharpens iron. I think it's a, it, those skill positions, it's always a competition. And if they're working together in practice, I think it'll only make it better. Because, like, you didn't even name, like, everyone. Like, we still have, like, Ke- Keontae Scott, who came and balled out last year for right. us, was a big player on defense. And you didn't even mention him. So we've got, I feel like, plenty of talent, like yeah. I said. I, only this, gets better. This defensive back room, I don't want people to think that that either one of us are, are forgetting people. It's It's just so long of a list now that – you don't want to ever suffer injuries, but like you're you're okay. You know what I mean? If if someone's banged up for a couple of games or you need to really rotate in and keep fresh legs, you can keep fresh legs all game. You can have different looks all game. If a guy's just not on it that day, so be it. Someone else will be. There are so many guys that are SEC talent that that, that can really kind of just step in. And I think Cyrus Cyrus Dumas brings that. Uh, we we've seen him ball out time time and time again, and 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 if you go back and watch his film, which I actually did last night, I just couldn't pronounce his name, Collins. We have believe, believe it or not, this is another one of those guys that's you can't out you can't out you can't turn a burn on him. It, it's it's tough to get behind him, and also bump and run. If you're if you're playing man to man, I mean, good luck because the pass pass breakups are are just imminent. So I I think that Auburn. I don't know that they are the deepest. And the DB room in the SEC. But I think that they are certainly in that conversation, which in my opinion makes them inherently that one of the deepest DB rooms in America. It's just typically hand in hand on the defensive side of the ball because some conferences, <clears throat> the, the Pac-12, <clears throat> the Big 12, uh, don't like to play defense. Uh, just things that we've observed and that are known facts. I'm just spitting what I think. There's an argument, and that's that's our that's our title overarching theme for today. Is you know, is Auburn the deepest DB room in in the SEC? Are they the deepest room, DB room in the America? That's probably just not true. But <laughs> drop in the comments when you like, subscribing the bell if you're if you're watching on on YouTube. We want to get your thoughts and follow up questions about how this jumbled, not mess, but like giant piece. Like there's a big puzzle. There's a big puzzle. Thank you, thank you. I'm not I'm not wrong, Colin. There's like a big puzzle of how you play all these guys, right? No, there definitely is. Like. He, I, Hugh Freeze is either going to have to make some cuts or he's going to have to really play around with this roster and see who fits where and in what situations we can have certain people come in. Like a dime package, nickel, who we're going to have wherever. And if people have specialties, people have specialties. Yeah, no, 100%. And, and also, I mean, I just – for a roster that was so depleted coming into this year, I, I feel like I, I sound like a broken record sometimes, Colin. It is impressive to see these positions that we thought, you know, Nehemiah Pritchett and DJ James were probably gone. If that should Harson, Brian Harson still be the head coach. They were not here. Period. No. Now I think Nehemiah Pritchett could make a, a push to be a first round draft pick. That's, that's something I'll stay, I'll stand behind. And, and I've got a whole D class a on how that can work. And, and for, for the off season, that's actually coming up here in the next couple of weeks. But yeah, I'll have to hear that sometime. It's, I think there's some sound logic. I think you'll be able to see the vision. DJ James is cer- certainly going to be a top two round pick. I, I I firmly believe that this DB core could be your Carlton Davis and Jamal Dean um, of 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 yesteryear, but we'll we'll just have to see how how that all all plays out.
Do you want to make a podcast? Well, Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily and distribute it everywhere and even earn money as well. All in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and literally everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it is totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, it's been so easy to get the show out to y'all, and I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. We're going to keep the ball moving and talk more transfer portal news. And we're going to talk, I guess not transfer portal, NBA draft, things of that nature. Players that could potentially not be in Auburn next year. <laughs> and let's talk about Janai Broom and Men Tubes for a second here. All right, Colin. Janai tweeted out yesterday, of course, right after Dylan and I hit the record button. Naturally, that happens all the time. Decisions, decisions, decisions. Auburn basketball quote tweeted this with like the like the the, the point, the, the finger gun on the chin, like confused look move. move yeah. you know what I mean? Is Janai Broom coming back to Auburn? I I still I don't see him going to the NBA, so I see him coming back to Auburn. But he truly is balling out in these G League games, and obviously, he sees something we don't. He likes to be cryptic on Twitter, which I will always vouch for. I love a good cryptic Twitter, a good cryptic <laughs> tweet. Nothing gets me going, <laughs> but um, I just I see him coming back. I I see him coming back next year. I, I agree. And and I think that there's a lot of smoke. And, and, and Janai's been good at this even since we we were talking about him coming to Auburn via the transfer portal. About him being really, really cryptic online, which is fine. Like, I'm, I'm with you. It's more fun. It adds more excitement. And the message boards go nuts. And it's always a good time. But I do think that Janai Broom is leaning. The, the more we hear from him, the more likely I think he is to return to Auburn, actually. I think that if you're not going to return, you're not going to play with people's emotions as much. I, I actually think uh, Janai has more respect for the Auburn fan base than that, than to you know tease them and then say, yeah, by the way, I'm not coming home. Um, I actually kind of read into this more than I usually would. I'm usually like the, the fact checker guy, but Dylan's not here so right now, so someone's got to bullshit a little bit. Um, <laughs> I, I, I did read into that a little bit too much, and I was like, ah, you know. When Dylan sent it to me, of course, I'm on my Twitter cleanse, so whatever. But He had to make sure you saw it. Yeah, he had, he had to make sure. He's, he's been in my Twitter feed. It's been incredible. Uh, but – yeah, no, I, I, I do, I do, I'm with you. And the progress he's made in these G League games, it should not go unvalued at the fact that these are meaningful, meaningful reps, for one. Mm-hmm. Two, you're getting instruction from guys that, that can tell you how to improve your game to get to the next level because you can now talk to scouts and, 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 and while maintaining your eligibility. I actually, I think that this is setting Chennai Broom up for what could be a really, really awesome 2023-2024 campaign. Am I, am I being overreacting there? No, I agree. Like he's getting valuable resources here with the G League and all the scouts talking to him. That's stuff that, you know, everyone else on our roster right now, no one has has that to the level that he has right now. So if he were to come back, bring back with him what he's learned and work on his game, I see that as all pluses there. I don't see a single negative. I agree. And and then, and then you look at, at what could be a really awesome year, like we're talking about for Janai Broom, and you add Aiden Holloway into this, you add Denver Jones into this, and 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 then you, and you start you're starting to look around. And 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 you and there's a lot of smoke about is is Julian Phillips coming to Auburn. 
is that going to happen? And, and a lot of people think that if he does not remain in the NBA draft, that Auburn is going to be his landing spot. There are so many layers to unpack here. But I think that the closer we get to the NBA draft uh, without – we're getting we're getting closer and we're hearing more from Janai Broom and, and and there's been open communication between him and and publicly the Auburn coaching staff. I think that the more likely we are to see him return. And suddenly you start looking around from a team that was in, let's call it a rebuild last year. And if a rebuild is a, a rebuilding year is a second round exit in the uh, NCAA tournament, folks, you should take that. <laughs> you should be completely okay with that. But this is a roster that went from meh to wow. Like this group could make some noise. I had a question. We had a question posed to us on the, on the Sunday show and, and you weren't here, uh, Colin, we give you the weekends off because we're not assholes. Um, I'm interested to get your take on this as well. I think it's worth expanding on with that, with the roster given right now. And mind you, you mm-hmm. had a 49% free uh, three point shooter on on Sunday or on Saturday. Can this team win significantly more games than it did last year in the regular season? Uh, I think I think we're moving up. Yes, I think that we have improved our guard play, which, sure. as seen, that was probably our our more questionable part of our our team this year. And I just think that we need people that can control the ball, that can move the ball around. That was one of the biggest issues I saw this previous year was our offense would just get so stagnant and we ended up chucking up shots and we just would go on parts where we just couldn't score. And so if we can get that guard play up, I think that's just an easy way to win more games. And I think that's what we're doing with the additions of Aiden Holloway, the possibility of Julian Phillips. And Denver Jones. Denver, Denver Jones. Yes. Yes, of course. Yeah. And, and then you think about this coming off the bench, you've, you've got Katie Johnson and you've got, Trey Donaldson, that's probably in the reverse order. Excuse me, Trey Donaldson and Katie Johnson. Katie Johnson actually played good basketball coming on the stretch, by the way. Like yeah, he, like his last 10 games were awesome for his standards. Like it was a crazy jump that he made. And yep. then Trey came off the bench in the tournament and played crazy in the tournament. He made like, he, he went five for five for his first like five shots from beyond the arc. In the yeah, tournament. he was, he, was he, he hit 100% of his three pointers in, in, the, in, the, in the NCAA tournament. So. Yeah. I, so there's, I think there's you see, that. yeah, you see guards play like that, and then of course you're going to win more games. I, I agree wholeheartedly, and and I, I just I think this roster top to bottom is more complete. My big question here is at the five. I mean, it's it's it all rides on Janai Broom. If you don't, if you bring Janai back, here's what here's what sucks for Janai and sucks for for Auburn. Janai Broom's a four at the next level. Mm-hmm. He's, he's he's just not big enough to to be a five. And I'm not saying that he's not talented enough. I mean, Clint Capella is 6'10", but he's not big enough to be a five. And, and Auburn doesn't have a true body box out f- five. Yes, there are going to be people in the comments telling me that's Dylan Cardwell. I hope it is. I do. I, I really do. There have been glimpses of Dylan Cardwell where I look to my, I look, you know, and, and think to myself and look in the mirror and go, man, you owe that guy an apology because. He can really be a go up and crash the boards big. And then there are other moments where I am overly infuriated because instead of getting back on defense, he's blowing kisses to the crowd and then turning yeah. around and making simple mechanical mistakes. It's not his antics that bother me. I'm all for the antics. I'm 100% let the kids have fun. What concerns me is his abandonment of fundamentals. 
I, I definitely have seen that too. Um, I also see this was less of a problem this year, um, but conditioning, you'd see him play serious minutes and he'd be so winded and like just getting back on defense would be a struggle or getting back on offense even. Sometimes he'd like borderline, like the opposite of cherry pick and just like not pass half court to to play defense. Do a four on five offensive scheme. Yeah. So that's my was my biggest worry coming into this season. And I think he improved on that. And if he keeps improving, then hell yeah. I mean, if he can get more minutes at the five, so be it. But it's got to be earned minutes. 100%. And, and and if Dylan Cardwell can take that next step, a lot of people think he can. I'm not – I don't think that he's in, incapable. I, I think it's a commitment to fundamentals uh, at some point. I mean, it's, I, I know that I'm uh, five foot nine and, and never played organized basketball beyond the fifth grade. But – it's 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 film. It's just watching film and making the same silly mistakes over and over again. Simple stuff like leaving your feet too early. I mean, Dylan Carwell's pretty bad about that, about leaving his feet too early. And he's a tree. It's it's hard to shoot over someone that big. Just mm-hmm. put your hands up. And, and and when they when both of their feet leave the ground, then yours can leave the ground too. You can actually be a little delayed and be fine. It's it's th- it's things like that because if you can build a scheme where Dylan Carwell's routinely get picking you up. 12 to 14 boards a game and you can play Janai Broom at that four and play them four and five minutes together. That team is scary. That team is tall. That team is reasonably athletic outside of Dylan Cardwell and they can shoot. Just saying. A world where we see Janai Broom and Dylan Cardwell in the same, same lineup. I'd be like, I'm not watching Auburn basketball. This is too big. It's too big. Yep. Well, get, we get used to it. That's good. This yeah. is going to be that way. I'm I'm ready for it. I I like the small ball, but I'm ready to see a little bit of a little bit of growth. Listen, the the small guard play of yesteryear. I said yesteryear twice on the show, which is crazy. I don't think I've ever said it before. But the small guard scheme that Bruce Pearl has ran for a very long time. This is how you know that Bruce Pearl is a great coach because great coaches adapt their schemes. Doesn't really work in college hoops anymore. Um, we've known it doesn't work at the professional level for a long time. I mean, Isaiah Thomas kind of made a living out of it, but look what happened to Nate Robinson. He's playing for like the Guangdong Tigers or whatever it is. And and um, it's it's not a feasible scheme in the SEC anymore because, in my opinion, the SEC is now the the conference to beat in basketball as well. Uh, I I think that they have cleared the ACC significantly, uh, and and certainly the Big East, but. You've got to move over to these taller guards. And, and 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 Bruce has done that. You go out and you get Denver Jones via the transfer portal. You have Aiden Holloway coming in to, to, to run run the, one of those guard positions, probably run the one. And, and, and your lineup suddenly doesn't have a dude whose height doesn't start with a six. Wow. It's almost like height wins basketball games. <laughs> yeah. It, it's going to be wild to see guards at Auburn that I'm shorter than. Yeah, yeah, this is um it's not new for me, but for you, I'm sure it's a new experience. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I I was also shorter than Wendell Green Jr. So hey man. Yeah. It is I, what it is. I was eye to eye with Jared Harper. I vividly remember that during Tiger Walk 2019, walking Jared Harper walking by me, and I was like, Wow, I am short. All right, let's talk baseball. Auburn baseball is going to Take on Missouri in the first round of the SEC tournament. Now, now, remember, this first round is a single elimination, and in past that, it is you've earned the right for a double elimination. I'm going to go ahead and lay it out there, Colin. I expect Auburn to win this game. 
Uh, I do too. Um, this series this weekend, so obviously against Missouri, was just very fun to watch overall. Um, I think that you know we outmatched them both offensively and with our pitching. So they had their their one guy they threw Friday, who I assume will be thrown against us again. I cannot remember his name, but he he pitched a good game. But other than that, I think we outmatched them. Yeah, I think that the in in general, right now, the way Auburn's playing is 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 they're outclassing just about anybody that that they, that they take on, and I think it's certainly going to be another victim in Missouri. Let's also not forget, like people are are are. I think that it's gotten old hat how good Ike Irish is. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I think that it's just become the norm, and 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 the dude just mashes baseballs, gets on base, and gets the job done. Yeah, he and, does what he he needs to do like he hit the the game winner on on saturday yep like opposite field like they were playing a semi shift and he just gets it through and they score the winning run event what would be the winning run right there yeah he 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 performs when called upon and he also doesn't try to do too much like he he gets that your do too much guy that does has been doing it successfully is bryson ware and 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 bryson ware's been your your home run hitter this year he's in the 20 home run club i mean the guy's unbelievably good and has built a tremendous amount of draft stock this year, which is nuts. Ike Irish has understood the assignment. He's understood, Hey, just hit for average, be a double machine. And, and, and he's, he's taken that and ran with it. And that's his stick. That's his brand. And everyone in, and their brother that's an Auburn fan should be okay with that. This guy has won SEC freshman of the week three times. Like, they should name the award after him at this point. I think Auburn Baseball even posted that, that they should just name the award after him. The pieces are all kind of coming together right now, Colin, and you've gotten to witness, uh, Dylan and, and and I specifically, Daniel as well, but specifically Dylan and I, and our just amazement with with the turnaround that, that, that this team has had. I, I was ready to say Hoover was out of the picture at one point this year. I was, I was too. I was I was ready for that. I was accepting that. I now think that, well, not think, we, we know that Auburn is in the running for hosting a regional, a regional for the NCAA tournament. That is bonkers. Sitting at a two seed right now, projected two seed. If you make a little noise, I got a two point, two point, two part question for you. If you make a little noise, how many games do you need to win to host and be a one seed? And how deep realistically can this Auburn t- team go into this tournament? So how deep can they go? I think they could win the SEC tournament or the, the, the big tournament. the big boy. The SEC tournament, I think they win the whole thing. I think that I, I don't think that's crazy the way that they're playing. I think they could win a series against anyone right now. And I think they've proven that. They they beat LSU, they beat South Carolina on the road. They completely shut down LSU's best players. They shut down Cruz. He he hit maybe what three for like 17 in the series against, yeah, he had against a bad, Auburn. Really bad weekend. No, it was it was not good. But I think that the way Auburn is playing right now, they could they could make a run and continue what they have going right now and just continue that into the SEC tournament. And as for what they need to do continue. to host, I think – I mean, if you're saying they win the SEC tournament, that's a host bid, period. Well, yeah, no, obviously. But you win the SEC tournament, you're going to be the regional host, especially in the position that Auburn is in now. But I think if you get past Vandy, I think there's a very good case – uh, for Auburn to host. Uh, I like that second take. I'll, I'll, I'll go in reverse order here. If you get past Vanderbilt, you're a host. I think that's, I think it's a lock. 
Uh, of course, the last time I said a team that the more orange and blue was a lock for regional host. We all know how that went. But I think if you get past Vanderbilt, you're a lock. Folks, I don't mean to rain on your parade. Auburn is the hottest team in the country, no doubt. No doubt. That Florida team is really good. That Florida team is really, really good. I don't know that Auburn makes it past Florida. Granted, double elimination, anything can happen after that. And this team's hot. But if it comes down to you got to beat Florida twice or you got to beat LSU twice, and, 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 one, and, and one of these teams, South Carolina, I think you can throw in that conversation, even Vanderbilt, that you've got to beat one of these teams that have been have taken their turn at the top of, of the national polls this year. I don't know that your pitching rotation is quite deep enough. Now, hell, they've shut me up the past couple weeks, past few weeks. This pitching rotation has, has gotten, has gotten, I dare I say, good in, in comparison, certainly in comparison. Definitely in comparison. But I don't know that winning the SEC tournaments and the cards, it's really tough to do. Auburn being a five seed makes me want to believe a little more because when Auburn's a five seed, weird things happen. This is true. <laughs> and that goes I've, for – I've seen it. I've, I've seen it before. I think it's on the table. I, I certainly don't – I don't think it's off the table, but that, like I said, that Florida team is, is, is really, really good. So we'll have to kind of see how that shakes out. They'll take on – like I said, Auburn will take on Missouri this evening. Assuming that Auburn wins this Missouri game, which is also not a given, the SEC is top to bottom loaded. They'll they'll take on Vanderbilt on Wednesday afternoon as the show's coming out on Tuesday. So we'll have a recap of that on Thursday, unless it's like some kind of crazy walk off. Maybe we'll try a baseball reaction show and just see how it goes. Who knows? Who's to say? Yeah, have fun with it. Colin said, "I'm not I'm not along for that ride." But <laughs> Colin said, "I didn't sign up for this." All right. Partner, the way we usually do things here, because yeah, that's, that's all we got for today's rundown of the college loop. Only a 30-minute episode. That's kind of crazy. All right. That's awesome. I'm, I'm loving it. Get in, get out, quit messing around. All right. Let everybody know where they can find you, love you, support you, and then I will get us out of here. Yeah. Um, at Byersdorf Colin on Twitter. Um, you can spell it on the screen because you're not <laughs> going to be able to uh, to spell it out. But, yeah, that's that's where you find me. What about your written work or, or any broadcasting stuff? What about Eagle Eye TV, bro? You're not going to plug it? Uh, you, if you want to go check out Eagle Eye TV, uh, Auburn's premier news destination, there you go. Uh, go check out Eagle Eye TV. It's EETV. I had to push it as an as a known known Eagle Eye TV donor. Yeah, as as the donor and the alum. That's right. Yeah, yeah, everything going for you. I got the I got the I got the ring right here to, to, to prove it all. I'm Harrison Tar. Add by Harrison Tar on the Bird app. I was on there for a minute today. Don't let them deceive you. I'm going to take at least another week off. It's just been so so good for my mental, and and I I am certainly not as addicted to my cell phone as I was, and it's actually doing wonders. I'm spending more time uh, talking to you know people in, in like actual real life, not just on the Bird app, and playing guitar, and uh, really enjoying the hell out of the NHL playoffs. So uh, it's it's been it's been a good good balance. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you guys want to check out any of the rest of our work um, right here on the College Loop, make sure you follow along, like, subscribe, ring the bell. Like we mentioned earlier today, let us know your thoughts on the Auburn DB room, your thoughts of literally Auburn insert blank, fill whatever barbecue. We're there for that. Really want somebody to ask. Really want to talk about it. You can check us out at the College Loop on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and that's I think that's all we got. Dylan usually does this rundown here. Oh. You can stream the rest of our of, of our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts. I think is a thing. I don't know. I'm I'm I, I'm not usually the Dylan guy. We I just know we don't have MySpace, 
and that Dylan, this is a running bit that I'm supposed to say that if you if, if you guys get us to a thousand subs, that Dylan's going to make a MySpace. So that's just objectively hilarious. Thank you guys so much for listening to the College Loop podcast. We will see you guys same place, same time on Thursday. That's all for us today. Hey, you know what to do. You grown. You know what's right. Nineteen, sixteen. I don't. I never know exactly what those mean, but we're somewhere in that ballpark. It's one o'clock in the afternoon in Auburn, Alabama, and this place was lit.